What's going on, guys? It is November 9th, 2017. This is John out from Sports Fan the D, working with bballaddicts.com. want to talk to you about the Eric Bledsoe trade and the saga that uh, finally ended the last couple of days as we got everything confirmed per ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski. The Phoenix Suns saga with Eric Bledsoe is over. The Bucks ship... Greg Monroe, and uh, some conditional first and second round picks. I'm going to have the article posted in there for you if you want to get a uh, specific aspect of what the picks are per Sports Illustrated and some other links in there. You can also do that as well. So, Greg Monroe goes to the Phoenix Suns. Eric Bledsoe goes to the Milwaukee Bucks. On the short end for you, in the short version, it's going to be the Phoenix Suns obviously looking to move Greg Monroe because they want to... Get rid of that expiring contract to maybe open up some options to sign somebody else with an extra roster spot. Rumor Mill has it right now that Jalil Okafor is on a shot from the Philadelphia 76ers, and that could be opened up for Ryan McDonough, the Phoenix Suns GM, via trade. So what do you think of all that? Facebook.com slash Tribute Gunslinger, Twitter, at John Ryan Ott. But I want to get into a couple other things here as we go along with the uh, Bledsoe article here. Is In my opinion, when I remember Derek Bledsoe when he started his career in 2011-2012 with the Los Angeles Clippers, no, he didn't get a lot of time off the bench, maybe 17-18 minutes at the time working his way up to 2022, that Bledsoe could be one of those guys that would not only give Chris Paul some adequate minutes and points off the bench, but he was super athletic, although being a little bit undersized at the position when he was also paired with Brandon Knight from the Phoenix Suns, it seemed like a really good scoring punch. And that really didn't end up working out. But what did end up working out for Bledsoe at the time, especially after that, was we were going to blossom into this eventual starter and get a large contract with another team. And that ended up happening in 2013-14 because Bledsoe had career highs in points, over 21 points per game, just about five rebounds, just about six assists in that season. But here's the issue they have with Eric Bledsoe, and it wasn't the character aspect of it that's initially been talked about now, was, in my opinion, he had missed some significant time. He played in just 221 of the 328 games available to him in the desert for Phoenix. And so now with these lingering off-the-court issues, tweeting that I don't want to be here, saying that he was at a barber shop and something else got all misconstrued in the air and it, you know, he didn't really mean that to be against his team. You know, there's more comments in here. If you want to get some of these quotes, I also left it in the article per uninterrupted source that he says that he's not a liar, that some of that stuff has happened. He was saying that out of a barber shop and all of those aspects. You can make of that what you will. But I choose to think of it this way. Let me know if you agree with this or not. So the issue was not only the injuries, but I think it was on the Phoenix Suns themselves. Because, an instance, yeah, I know Bledsoe was fined $10,000 for his gesture from the NBA, and you could also say that maybe it would have made more sense for Bledsoe to keep some of these issues out of the limelight. And I can agree with you on that. But when I take this a little step, a little down deeper here, I would say that Earl Watson and that situation with how they handled the coach in Phoenix didn't really make a lot of sense to me. Because, okay, 
The tweet comes out for Eric Bledsoe. We get that in perspective just three games into the season. And Earl Watson gets canned immediately after the tweet gets sent out. So what was that all about, Phoenix? Because if you're going to can this guy anyway three games into the season, why even bother to bring him back in the first place? This really seems to me like an organization that honestly has its head up its butt. It really doesn't know where it's going. And in that instance, the Phoenix Suns don't look really good. But it doesn't just stem to that. It also stems from having some subpar drafts for the most part. Because in 2013, when the Phoenix Suns had a top five pick, they took Alex Len out of Ukraine, the seven foot one big man. But right now, only averaging throughout his few seasons seven points and six rebounds a game. And when you get a top five pick, you really can't miss on those. And look, I understand Phoenix has been struggling a lot. You don't have that same dynasty, if you want to call it that, when you had Steve Nash and uh, Amari Stoudemire. And if you wanted to pair that with Joe Johnson and Sean Marion at the time, this was a team that won a lot of games in the Western Conference and had some playoff success, even though they couldn't win at all. But in that 2013 draft, with the subpar play of Alex Len at seven foot one, he should be doing a little bit more. You also had Giannis Antetokounmpo and Rudy Gobert there on the board as available big man if you wanted that. And both of those guys, honestly, in my opinion, have been franchise cornerstone pieces. And that really hurts the Suns. If you want to defend the Suns on one aspect in 2015, with the 13th overall pick, they signed Devin Booker, and easily now is the best player on the squad because at just 21 years of age now, Booker already had a 70-point game last year against the Boston Celtics in a 130-120 loss. So dropping 70 points at just 20 years old at the time, and now 21, that's a hell of an accomplishment. And it's, it's really fair to say that he is the best player on the team, and he could be something special. And I know the jury probably is too soon to call on some of these guys, but you really have to call it because you had top four picks in the last two draft cycles with the year before when you had Dragon Bender, who averages just under four points a game with four rebounds and an assist. And then now you have Josh, Josh Jackson, which is still too early to call on these two, but still, they're going to really need to carry the scoring load, in my opinion, for the Suns to get their organization out of the toilet. And get it, I get it, I, it's granted that with Amari Stoudemire, Steve Nash, Joe Johnson, have Mike D'Antoni there, it's a culture change. And yeah, there was a lot of points scored, and you know they didn't really play a lot of defense, and quite frankly, the culture change on offense might not be that different to a degree in terms of what they're trying to do, but the wins aren't going to be there. What you need to have is some high-character guys, and when you hit these top four draft picks, and when you have top four draft picks, quite honestly, guys, you need to hit. I know that's not the most enlightening thing in the world, but the Phoenix Suns need a lot of help. And the way that they really acquiesced this trade for Eric Bledsoe, getting these conditional picks, and though there's more details in there from the links I have below as far as what these picks can turn into be, but let's be honest here. If you're making some picks with the Milwaukee Bucks, and yeah, the jury's still out there at the BMO, Bradley Harris Center, and Jason Kidd, and all of that in Milwaukee, in terms of what I think that they can be, even though they have some players in there, I don't really buy into Jason Kidd as of yet. Picks might not necessarily turn out to be that great considering the 
Bucks have playoff aspirations. Yeah, I know it's hard to say with the Bucks and that same sentence and playoff aspirations, but be that as it may, that's where they're at right now. So the Suns really need to hit on these, and these conditional picks are not something that they probably expected. They probably expected to get more out of Bledsoe, but in the end, as I also posted the original story here, that they didn't get the same value for what Bledsoe could have been because they ended up throwing this situation out in the air and then publicly benching Bledsoe and then having him go out saying the comments that he did ultimately demotes his trade value and ultimately diminishes what the Suns should have gotten for a player of Bledsoe's caliber. So I don't think it was handled the right way by the Suns. But now for the Milwaukee Bucks, as you move on, as they sit at 4-6, and six, you're going to have a starting five that's going to feature uh, Rookie of the Year, Magnum, uh, Malcolm Brogdon, Eric Bledsoe, Chris Middleton, Giannis Antetokounmpo, and Thon Maker. I know Jabari Parker, and hopefully he ends up returning from those injuries and stuff. He's been overshadowed by substantial injury issues, but he can still be a hell of a player if he can get back to full health. But you still got key bench pieces in Tony Snell, Mirza Toledovic, and John Henson, as they're definitely going to look to make the playoffs. So, who do you think won the trade? Facebook.com slash or Twitter at John Ryan Ott. As always, let me know what you think. This is John Ott doing an article for bballaddicts.com. I'm going to leave this podcast in the article as well so you can read some of this stuff, get some links of the original story, and some comments from Eric Bledsoe. What I got upcoming is a full play-by-play and story of the Oklahoma City Thunder and the Golden State... Or no, not... My fault. It is the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Golden State Warriors on ESPN NBA Wednesday. So we're going to get that going right now as this story gets uploaded. That should be uploaded to the site a little bit later today. As I apologize, as it's 1.35 in the morning as all of this stuff gets going out. So look forward to that as well. But I'll have links into the original story for the Eric Bledsoe trade and some of your thoughts. Let me know. Facebook.com slash Gunslinger, Twitter at John Ryanot. Who do you think won the trade, and what did you think of that saga, and how do you think the Phoenix, Sun ha- Phoenix Suns handled it? This is John Ott signing off. Talk to you guys soon.